Okay, that's going back. We have to explain to Cindy, that's like the ultimate that started everybody on craft beer back there. Bell's two-hearted. My husband would love to see that right now as a brewery owner. <laughs> it's an American IPA. Oh, nice. What's the percentage? 7.2. Ooh, you go for it. What's yours, April? Like 14 or something? Mine's 11. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Mine today is a 5.9. Yeah. Oh, great. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, how should we start this out? Our history? So I, I told Cindy you and I were our first roommates. Are these some we of those were... college stories that I hear about? It was post-college. Mm. It was. Yeah. yeah. I moved to Ohio and I needed a roommate and I met uh, April for a hot second. And I'm like, all right, want to live together? Sure. And that's how it happened. Six months? No. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you want to do a podcast? Sure. <laughs> right. yeah, it, was, it was a fast six months. Yeah, it was. And then I think it you got married and I moved. <laughs> right. That's exactly what happened. So did you get kicked out then, April? You guys were living together and then she got a husband and kicked you out? Yeah. Stephanie was shacking up. The first husband. First, how many are you are you on now? Oh, oh, just a second. Oh, for now, there's potential yeah. for a third. Well, I mean, I'm already his third, so I, it better oh. be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm the third, Mrs. Haggerty. Does he have like ABC or like one, two, three? <laughs> well, his first wife is dead. Oh, and the second uh, one too. Does he serve you soup in bed, and does he bring you coffee every morning with special cream? He's a wonderful man. Doing chairside and Lowell? I actually do two days clinical and then I do two days financial up front. Okay, so you moved up front. Okay. So, so I, I do assist in the back two days and then two days I uh, work up front. Now, Cindy was an office manager for a while before she came, became a hygienist. So you guys could rap about that. Yeah, it's it's a huge it, it's a huge difference. I have I have a lot of respect for, you know, every single department. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that would be great if everybody could do that because you don't understand the department until you've been there. And, and then you can really feel it and feel for each other and get the point. We could, or at least be in their shoes. It would be so great to be able to understand where people are coming from and why, why they're freaks and you know, what they're crap, you know, bitching about because we were there and we could see what they're talking about. Without being there, you can't understand, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a whole different respect for the front and compared, you know, I mean, I, I feel like they take the the blunt of things most of the time, you know, with scheduling or or this or that, you know, and, and the financial end of it's really hard too because people don't want to pay you. Mm -hmm. So you so. see why they put patients in because the patients call and they're sad and they're hurting. And so to them, they're getting, they want to help this person so bad. So they put them in the schedule to you. They're being mean because they're cramming a patient in. But on the other side, you realize that they're really helping this person that's in pain and wants to get in and they can't say no. It's hard to say no. It takes practice. And so understanding that, fact, that that's why they did it. It came from the heart. It's, it's totally different than thinking that they're just being mean to you and want you to work late. Sure. Well, we don't ever work late. We've got it down to a system. None of us want to. I work for two female dentists. So I work in an all-female office. I've been there. It'll be 19 years in November. Wow. So I like working for females. I think they have a sense of um, wellness for women. And we're all kind of in different areas of our life. We've got people that have really little kids. We have people that have grown kids that work with us because we're a team of 14. I mean, it's not a huge office, but it's not small. One doctor's in her 
you know, mid fifties and the other one is the same age as me, 43. So it's great to be able to be part of a team that's understanding when you have families or things like that. You know, we work well together. We actually all get along really, really well. I'm, I, I am surprised we do have a really, they keep their staff. They're good at it. Right. That's impressive for all that estrogen. Yeah. Why do you think that you guys are so close or what do you guys do that keeps you close and keeps everybody there? Um, I think it's a lot to do with our training. We did a lot of team building, things like that to kind of get us on the same page. When I first started there, Dr. Wilson had an office manager and it put a lot of wedges and issues in between some of the staff. And when that person left and Dr. Wilson decided everyone was equal, we're all office managers. We're all, we're all able to make executive decisions. We tend to just work better that way than having someone delegating all the time. There's no head of a department or anything like that. We're all kind of heads of yourself. Heads of yourself, but yeah, you know, hey, we we do we look out for each other and it's it's a total team effort. And she does not want people coming and bitching to her. You've got a problem with somebody, you need to have what's called a courageous conversation and put it out on the table. We also have meetings once a week. We do departmental meetings and we also do, you know, all whole staff meetings. And that's once a week, every Tuesday for an hour, which I think is really helpful because you're not sitting there waiting a month to get crap off your chest. It's taken care of once a week. Love it. Yeah. And one thing I do love about our office is we have what's called admin time. They give us 30 minutes every day in the middle of the day, usually before or after lunch, to go through charts for the, the next day or two to make sure that we've got basically our shit together before we see patients. And everybody gets that 30 minutes to sit down, kind of be quiet, stock your rooms. Um, like I said, go through your charts so you know what's going on. And all that. And we also have a morning huddle, which we have 15 minutes every day to do that also. That's so great to have that time and, and guilt-free without an office manager looking at you because you're wasting time or wondering what you're doing or wanting accountability. What did you do in those 30 minutes that you didn't have a patient and write it down for me? I want to see what you did. And that's wonderful. I think to have that time and that freedom and that respect seems like they're trying to save money by not giving you that time. But like you said, you guys have been there. You've been there for 20 years. Like how much money are they saving by doing that? It's the reverse of what they think they're doing because the turnaround right. people in training. That 30 minutes a day is sacred to all of us. You need it. Because it's our catch up time. It's our time to make sure that, you know, hey, tomorrow John Smith is coming in, you know, and we need to know what's going on with this implant case. We need to make sure we got our, you know, our ducks in a row or, you know, he just lost his mom. We all need to know that. So we're not asking, hey, how's your mom doing? Last, you know, but man, get a lot done in 30 minutes when you can sit down in your room at your computer and really go over everything for the next day. Without the fear of somebody wanting to grab you to go do something because you're not doing anything. Right, right, exactly. Yes, love it. They go and they let us do our thing, So, Did your employer take a course on how to be a leader or did that just happen to come about, do you know? I'm curious. Uh, well, both of the doctors I work for actually have bachelor's degree in business. They have, you know, their science degrees, but they also have a bachelor's in business. So these women that I work for, Dr. Wilson and Dr. Bird, 
they don't have a company come in and do payroll. They don't have a company come, you know, I mean, they've got their lawyers, they've got their, they've got their tax people, whatever, but this is all done between them. So uh, they wanted to know how to run a business. And I think a lot of times dentists don't know how to do that. You know, they have their wives come in and do the book work or whatever, you know, and it's, it's just, it doesn't work that way. So all of us, all of us up front actually have little duties that we do. You know, uh, Roxanne, for instance, she takes care of all the bills for the office and makes sure they get where they're supposed to be so Dr. Bird can pay them. And Dr. Bird does the payroll. You know, there's certain things. I mean, we, I take care of the ledger for all of the, the deposit. So there is delegated duties to help, you know, relieve some of it off of them. But, you know, I mean, they, I think it's great that they have degrees in business. And also uh, we did, they, Dr. Wilson always went through um, a consulting agent. We, we used pride for many years. We don't use them anymore. Um, But that was, you know, it had nothing to do really with dentistry itself. It had, it was more on how to work together, how to communicate with patients. For instance, if a, a patient came in and says, well, I, I, you know, I know I see that there's an abscess on my uh, film, but it's not hurting. So I really don't need this. We learned how to use verbiage to get them to have this done. Well, you know what, in order for um, you to save money now and not be in pain, it'd be in your best interest to have this root canal done today. Little verbiages you can use and I don't even know is verbiage is a word, but whatever, you know, (laughs) it's like we, we, pretty damn good verbiage and you know we went to a lot of courses to learn how to do these things and and work as a team and and talk to patients and educate them well it's funny you bring that up because exactly what you're talking about is a program cindy and i started um we just launched it but the primary focus is on capturing these graduates out of da and hygiene school before they Uh get their first job or into their first job already but because you can probably relate back when we were baby assistants. We didn't have any of that stuff down, how to talk to patients, soft skill development and the verbiage. Cindy and I were talking about it. It's like, this is prob- this is like a gap in the industry that needs to be filled. Oh, it's a, it's a huge gap. <laughs> yeah. And um, we do all, we, we would, I remember when I started there and still when we get someone new that comes in, we do a lot of role playing. Yep. You know, active listening, things like that. Uh, we can kind of learn how to talk to patient, patients. You can't present a $20,000 treatment plan and not know how to get the patient's schedule. You've got to be able to talk to them and make them understand, not just showing them x-rays and doing the education, but also just, you know, ensuring them that this is going to be okay, And but we need, we need to do this and them to comply. It's funny that you bring that up because it emphasizes the what Cindy and I were talking about and trying to get out into the industry. Like, you know, students don't know they need it yet, yet, but how do we get to them that, you know, this is going to be a huge benefit and, benefit and bring value to the practice. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's commendable that your employers have business degrees because we all know, like you were saying, not a lot of dentists are, know how to run a business. Right. Well, right. Oh, it's not just putting numbers in books. It's a whole huge... You know, there's a lot of gray area in it too. So yeah, right now we go through the the wellness network because we're really based on the whole body 
health of the whole body. You know, it used to be you go and you get your teeth cleaned every six months and it's your teeth. Well, it's yeah. not just that anymore. You know, most people with periodontal disease have high blood pressure, diabetes, and blah, 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 blah. And we go through all of that. We also uh, work with a uh, ENT because obviously breathing is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the, we do a whole uh, exam on, you know, the airway. We have them open and look and see how, you know, if they can breathe, you know, they can breathe. Do they have a vaulted palate? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty extensive and, and some people kind of get a little freaked out about it, mm-hmm. but we're like, we can't take care of your teeth if we're not taking care of everything because it's a huge thing, you yeah. know? Yes, I love the, um, I studied to be a OMT. So I went through the oral facial malfunctional therapy stuff. And it's amazing just how important it is to breathe through your nose and with your mouth shut. Just, I was just like, what? Well, they should teach us stuff in preschool. This is so important. And then learned, did you guys do like the malampati and check? Malampati, yep, we yeah. do all of that. We do the scores on that. Hi- the hygiene does, hygiene does that when they do their initial, when we do an initial exam, we automatically do that, which I think is a great thing because I didn't really understand a whole lot of the breathing stuff until my daughter, I noticed she's sitting there, you know, at five years old like this all the time and she couldn't breathe. Now I was like, oh my God, that she, this child is like, she would flip out if she didn't have Vicks next to her bed, like all those kinds of things. And I use her as an example. I mean, because something so simple like orthodontics can almost clear that up. If you if you catch it in time with expansion and things like that, you know, there may not have to be surgeries and things. You know, there's so many um, preventative ways of stopping this in young kids. Amazing. It's like your natural orthodontic appliance is your own tongue. Yeah, my kids were extremely tongue-tied. I mean, my daughter had to have a phrenectomy, you know. I mean, she had, you know, the SpongeBob teeth and all that but once they expanded her and she was also trending class three so they were able to you know with a headgear for like a year hold her chin back she stopped that stopped the growth of her her mandible and um the expansion and everything was amazing now she when i sit there and i look at her she has her mouth closed all the time she's breathing through her nose and the kid was sick all the time well that's because she's breathing through her mouth she didn't have any filter Right. And ADD, they're saying if you're sleeping at night and you're breathing through your mouth, you're not getting oxygen or the sleep. And Right. Right now with the kids wearing masks all the time, how learning that, that oxygen is so important. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking, what's this going to do to all the, all the kids? If you have that training, it's hard not to go there, not to think that way. Amazing, awesome thing to know. You can't go back. It's crazy. No, my nephew, um, he just turned five and I said to my brother, I go, He's got purple little bags under his eyes and his mouth is always open. He can't freaking breathe. They have so many issues with him. They had to pull him out of school because he wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, he has ADD. I go, I can tell you he's got problems. He's not sleeping. And we all know that the brain regenerates during the night. I mean, that's when it regenerates. If you're not getting into it, it can't do that. It does not regenerate during the day. It only does when you're sleeping. We've done a lot of brains, you know, went to a lot of brain um, seminars and, and did things like that. And it's, it's just amazing. And everybody thinks, you know, oh, the dentist is just teeth. And it's like, no, we're not. I know. <laughs> I always say that I forget that there's teeth in the mouth because we're looking at so much more because you can live without your teeth. I tell patients, I go, you can live without your teeth. Teeth are like the ultimate accessory. You do not need your teeth. Right. Your organs, you need your body. You don't need your teeth. So 
what we're doing is we're keeping your body alive by taking care of your teeth and what's festering underneath your teeth, right? Absolutely. I think emotionally too and mentally teeth are important, like aesthetically, of course, for your mental health, but you can have false teeth and still have that. But it's so much more. And I love that I love that you have dentists that that teach you guys that that invest in the team because it's so important and it's so wonderful to have that opportunity. Yeah. They have us. I mean, I've probably been on 15 trips out of the state of Michigan. I mean, they've taken us to Arizona, Las Vegas. They've taken us to Florida, Washington, DC. And it's always, you know, a day and a half of seminars. And I, I throw that word seminar out there because it sounds so horrible, but it's, it, it's usually, you know, learning. We're learning. We're bettering ourselves. But they spend a lot of money. They took us to New York City last year, right before COVID. Like, and they always give us a day and a half just to go and party, have fun. And then there's a day and a half of seminars. I think that's really great for a team to be able to do to get out of the office and be able to go hang out together and, and do those things. You spend so much time with these freaking people, but it's in the same space. And sometimes you need to just get out of that space and see who they really are. So yeah, I'll just piggyback on what Cindy was saying. As I'm listening to you stuff, I hear your employers really value the fact that they want to educate you beyond the operatory and take that, what you've learned back into the operatory. Right. So it's, it's awesome to hear that they, they invest in their team. They do. They do a great job. That's why I've been there 19 years. Yeah. You know, it speaks volumes in what they're doing. I mean, obviously it's working, keeping the staff. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I don't, I, I, the only time we've ever, that I've been there that we've ever, you know, had anybody quit was because they went on to something else besides dentistry. They went and somebody went back and got their degree and what they really wanted to do or, or this or that. And it's never been because they didn't like it there. So our original plan was to have you talk about funny stories, not to change the subject. Oh God, no. I'm ready for that. <laughs> so, so highlight us on some of your funniest stories. Cause I got online. I don't, are you on any of the dental forums on Facebook? I'm not on Facebook. Um, a few, a few. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually take care of our Facebook page which sometimes I'm like, well, that probably, I better just go clean out my locker right now because that one was pretty bad. But, you know, I mean, I, they haven't gotten rid of me yet. So, because uh, <laughs> right. I got on to uh, warn them first. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think you want to get rid of me today because I did this. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some funny stories out of some dental assistants on the forums, but I thought I'd let you let lo- let you loose first. Cause I, I went from the, obviously the, the, our days with Dr. Lamb. One story that sticks out in my head. Oh my God. So we had a uh, male dentist work with us for about two years. And it's hilarious now because uh, his kids go to my kid's school. I, I mean, I'm still friends with them and he practices right here in Walker. So he's in Standale. Um, but right out of school, like he was with us just, you know, Dr. Wilson kind of took him in and was like, oh yeah, Bob, you can work with us for a couple of years and whatever. But I tell you, every time I worked with him, it was like a shit show because I'm like, just don't talk. Don't talk. I'll just, I'll take care of the talking. You just come in and, and do, do your thing. Because I'm like, he, he would open his mouth and just, it would be horrible. So he, we had a patient back in the chair and um, a woman and 
she had a bite. We always use a bite prop just to, you know, for safety reasons. We don't want anybody biting on a handpiece. And her bite prop was in and she was kind of doing, you know, you guys all know that thing. And so I took the bite prop out and she goes, oh, I just needed to swallow. And he goes, well, I'd never want to keep a woman from swallowing. <laughs> I go, what in the hell did you just say? I had to get up and leave. I, I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't know what happens when nope. I'm in there. I told you not to talk. You don't talk. Just stand there. Look pretty damn. I know. And Bob's like, Bob's like six, four. He's this big guy, you know? And oh, another time he, he had asked somebody to open so he could take a leak. And, and he said leak instead of peak. Instead of, open yeah. up so I can peak. He said, open up so I can take a leak. So the patient went, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, Bob. I love Bob. I know. Bob Mull. Oh God. He's, he, yeah, he's he's still around. Yeah, not, we're looking at Bob Mole. We're gonna get his side of the story. Oh yeah, we're, we're investigative reporters. I just I don't know. I've been there so long. I don't hold back. I just say whatever. And yeah, we're yeah. we've been this huge case on this man. And oh my God, he is the sweetest thing in the world. But he's like he's in his forties, you know, going through his midlife crisis. And we did six through eleven crowns on him. They're beautiful. Well, we're doing twenty two through uh, twenty seven this week. But he, have you guys ever seen 50 first dates? No. 50 times. Oh. Yes, I love it. Well, the brother, you know, the brother, he's got the list. I know he's, he, he's like, dad, I swear to God, I can kick his ass. That's exactly how this guy talks all the time, anytime he's in there. And it's not because of our crowns. He talked like this before, <laughs> but he comes in and he's laying there. And every time he's like, I probably think, cause I was at the gym and I'm like, well, no, you smell like major cologne, but he's laying there and he's got his phone right across his penis. Okay. And it starts sliding. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. There goes your iPhone 11. I go, I don't work below the, the, the neck. Grab it, grab it. He got it before it hit the ground because he didn't have a case on it. I mean, you had to be there, but it was hilarious. I don't know. We've had experiences with the, uh, the excited male patients. Oh my gosh. I had a cop. He was like, lifting his shirt up, rubbing everything on the gas. I'm like, O-M-G. I'm like, hey, if this gets you too freaky, I got to turn it down, man, because I'm not working on you like that. Oh, and yeah. everyone started laughing in the office. But, you know, I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to sit next to you. My, my boobs are right in front, you know, next to your head. I'm not having you reach around, you know, be a weirdo. Mm -hmm. so, not mm -hmm. that I care at this age anymore. I really don't give a shit if anybody wants to grab a piece of this. But <laughs> 20 years ago, I would have been like, oh, grab go ahead. Oh, I'm my gosh. The nitro stories are the best. I'll never have nitrous when I go anywhere because of just in case. Yeah, right. What are you guys doing for like extra COVID precautions? Like we, we, uh, purchased oh, one two three four five six seven, seven like um ventilation systems for ops one covers 1400 square feet so we have them like because we have seven ops and um one out in the reception area have you guys done anything like that or uh so i was in endo for three years i just quit to go sub yeah oh, boring sorry well you, well you know <laughs> I knew, I know the endodontist really well and you know, it's different in endo. He has good parties for Christmas. Come on. Yeah. Good, yeah he throws good parties. It's different than general where it's three out, two, three hours. You're like, shit, just get this over with it. We've done it in 40 minutes. Right. 
and you know you're not you don't have to stop in the middle of a crown prep to oh, oh no we gotta do a root canal it's not so it's not like that. Yeah. yeah those hygienists but um maybe <laughs> but to answer your question uh because at endo we don't you know have a lot of aerosols so we didn't really put any filters or anything like that but since yeah. i've been subbing i've been seeing a wide spectrum basically from doing nothing to hazmat suits <laughs> depends on where i've been yeah I, I'm crazy about disinfection and don't cross contaminate. Like I'm a Nazi about that. We, sorry, that was a motorcycle. Is that one of your kids? <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I anybody knew that would a sub or anything. I'm like, don't touch this, don't touch this. Don't, you know, I mean, I just, of course, I I want to keep everything clean and organized, but I, I didn't wear a face shield. I mean, we didn't do that before. Now we're all of that stuff and changing gowns in between every patient you know that any aerosol spray that gets on it it's just like wow it's just so different mm -hmm. i like the laid back more <laughs> but oh yeah i say if we were if we were already following protocol prior to i mean people in the dental industry didn't get sick that often anyway oh i mean my god we were getting sprayed by every single virus there was right in our face so i mean i figured i had a great immune systems if anything it, it helped right yeah. i worked at the ent office for a while up front so i saw every you know the front desk person sees everybody everybody right. their patients and so i was sick for like two weeks when i first started there so i think i had everything that would come into the ent office it was awful but at the same time it built up a really good immunity as well exactly and as we know there's like school there's the book way what you should be doing and then there's what you do you know there's the book way what you should be doing and then there's common sense so yeah um, there's the logical way of doing it yes for so, sure because some yeah. of that stuff is like are you kidding me right I, like i thought like a bunch of osha people just sat around a table drunk and just like figured yeah you know what let's make them um wipe twice yeah what the hell you know i i, I just some of it was just so outrageous to I me so yeah and i was doing a presentation yesterday and i was like just use common sense Right. So many different variables to everything. April. She go get another drink. I think so. I think she must have finished her. It was a tall boy too. It was eleven percent alcohol, but it was also in a tall can. Was it? Well, yeah. then I'll have to go grab another one. Yeah.